to today's episode of the Blueprint Podcast, where we throw out the old blueprint so we can learn to become who we were always meant to be. I'm your host, Jason Smith. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button and share the podcast with your friends on social media and tag me in it at Fit. Today, I have a very special guest for you, Stone Fredrickson. He is the founder of Stone Media Agency, content creator, coach, mentor, and leading the way for anyone who has interest in growing the personal brand through authenticity and having a clear vision for their personal mission. Stone, thank you for taking the time to be on the show and to share your knowledge with the Blueprint audience. I've followed you for a while now, and you're someone that has inspired me during a time in my life where I was making massive changes. Uh, I had to take a massive pivot, and I've taken your course online and implemented your guidance. And what changed everything for me, though, was actually finding my voice and really starting to settle into that. Now all of my social media is growing daily with no signs of stopping. And it's been in part thanks to what you've been putting out online. So for those of you who are looking to grow on social media, this particular episode is going to feel like a masterclass. So Stone, if you would just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Of course. I appreciate you for having me on. Yeah. My name is Stone Fredrickson. I'm a 19 year old full-time content creator and I own a media agency where I help uh, creators and, and brands grow and make money from uh, mainly TikTok, but also other social media platforms. Um, <clears throat> and my kind of story started um, around when I was like 16, 17 years old. Um, I, I kind of pivoted from sports. I was a big, uh, b- big kid in, in sports. And, and so I had to pivot from that because I got a bunch of injuries. And so <clears throat> knew I needed to get my shit together and, and make some money. Uh, so my idea was I get into e-commerce and make some money there. And then when I turn 18, I could, uh, you know, start investing in real estate and make money that way. But, um, you know, so I was around 17, 16 years old. It was like August of 2020 during COVID had a lot of time on my hands, started e-commerce, drop shipping, print on demand, Amazon FBA, all these different side hustles and, and business models. Uh, and six to eight months later, none of them really worked, lost a couple grand, um, and was like, you know what? I know a, a thing or two around social media. I, I mean, uh, personal finance and investing. I knew kids at my school really didn't. And it would aggravate me when they would spend their money on stupid shit and just not invest it and not build their wealth and not take advantage of compound interest. So I was like, instead of being a smart ass at the lunch table, I'll just make some some TikToks. And so started making TikToks around April of 2021. Grew my first account to 50,000 followers in less than two months. And then people were wondering how I got TikTok famous because that was the the label back then. Right. And uh, instead of just repeating myself to every single person, I just started a new account called Coach Stone as just with the intent of it being like the hub of information. Um, and then quickly th- grew that account to 100,000 followers in less than two months. And at that time, I just turned 18, started my media company um, and started consulting creators and brands uh, at a very affordable rate. I was charging like $20 for 30 minutes. Um, but over, right. <laughs> over, over about six months of continuously doing that while growing my accounts, uh, I quickly scaled up my price, my one-on-one price to a thousand dollars an hour. And, uh, so I stopped doing one-on-ones and then moved into group coaching, um, and started scaling my company. But now we are here, uh, I'm 19 years old, not going to college and, uh, yeah, making a, a good amount of money and, and helping a lot of other creators and brands. And so what are your thoughts on college versus starting a business? What do you think yeah. is more beneficial? So I'm a, I'm a born bred entrepreneur. I, 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 I haven't realized this, but like ever since I was a kid, I was doing any, uh, all sorts of businesses from lemonade stands to uh, flipping little, little fidget spinners and AirPods. So um, I'm a big, and I'm, and I love numbers and I love problem solving. So, you know, when I, when I first started, legit getting into business, like in e-commerce, I, I, I fell in love with it. And I knew I wanted to do that and and really gain the freedom of being an entrepreneur rather than being tied to uh, a curriculum or um, a job. So for me, you know, college was, I, I did not want to go to college whatsoever. I hated school, didn't like it. Um, I was good at it, but I just, I did not like being told what to do, when to do it. And so, um, you know, I, I chose a different route. I think it all depends on what you're wanting to do and what you're trying to do um, and why you're going to college. I don't think you should go to college if you don't know what else to do. Um, I think college really only serves people that are going into the STEM field or law. 
Uh, I think if you're getting a marketing degree or business degree, it's quite pointless. Uh, marketing especially is constantly changing. And I think you're better off just getting your feet wet with, with marketing on social media, uh, with paid ads, with, you know, maybe even start an agency and, 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 and help local businesses um, market their products and services. And you could do it for free uh, to get reps in that way, because, you know, you go to school, you're just going to learn, you know, billboards, uh, you know, books or, or uh, you know, how to market on a bus or marketing strategies that are really just kind of out of date. And they're just, not just really more traditional to... methods. Yeah. And, and yeah. we have, we've had, you know, I took business class in high school and we had um, a marketing degree, a guy with a marketing degree come in and speak. And he wasn't, he didn't even mention social media once. And I'm sitting there like, you know, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, social media is, is significantly changed the entire economy and marketplace. Um, so yeah, and, and especially entrepreneurship too. Like if you're going to school for entrepreneurship, like you're way better off just starting a business and failing and, and continuously doing that. I think you're going to learn a lot more by doing than uh, just reading out of a textbook that's, you know, 20 years outdated. So I guess it just all depends on what you're really trying to do. I think, again, the best piece of advice I got was like, don't go to college because you don't know what else to do. I think a lot of kids, they're just forced to do it, forced to get the loan, get in debt. Then, you know, the credit card companies start reaching out to them. Then they get in the credit card debt and it just it kind of snowballs. And then they're sitting there at 25, 30 years old with a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt, not knowing really what they should be doing. So, um yeah. And it, and it all depends on your situation, right? Like, I don't know if your parents are going to pay for, for it or if not, but like, you know, uh, there's a lot of moving factors that play a role in that decision. Uh, I just highly recommend really looking at all of those variables and, and really what you're passionate about and what you want, how you want to live a life in five, 10, 15 years. And if college uh, plays a role in that. How did you get started in investing and with all this stuff like who was guiding you through yeah. this process or who was your inspiration uh that you look to for growing your social media management well so yeah so the personal finance and and just money in general was the first thing that i got really passionate about and i got passionate about that because during covid uh my family and i were doing a ton of activities tra uh, not even traveling but just like you know going to play golf or doing a bunch of activities that required money and then once you know the pandemic happened and um, you know, we, they had to go back to work. I realized that like money was the limiting factor and, 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 and money controls your life. If you don't have money, you, someone is something or someone is controlling you. And so I knew for a fact that like, I needed money. I needed money for time freedom. I needed money for location freedom. You know, I needed money to, to be able to do things with my friends and my family and to take care for, for the loved ones. So, so that's what, really opened my eyes because I was like, Oh, why aren't we golfing anymore? Uh, it's because of money. It's because my dad has to work. It's because my brothers have to work. It's because, you know, it, it costs money to, to golf or do some of these activities. So I got really passionate about money that way and realized that like a lot of millionaires get into real estate and 90% and of millionaires are in real estate in some way, shape or form. But I was like 16 at the time. So I was like, okay, I can make some money by the time I turn 18 and get into real estate. Um, and then, you know, I, when I first got in, started into money and like personal finance, I didn't know a single thing. I didn't know what a mortgage was. I didn't know what a Roth IRA was. I didn't know any of these fancy terms. And so I would just go up to my mom and dad and just be like, can you simplify what he just said in this video? Um, or, hey, can we watch this video together? And it's like a video about like how to build wealth in your 20s, like from Graham Stephan. And I'll be like, can you just dumb this down? Like, you know, minute by minute. Right. Um, and, you know, I don't know if they were like, I don't know what they were thinking at the time, but it, it, it helped me, you know, they, they <laughs> really like, simplified. Okay, stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, usually kids your age are out drinking or partying. Right. And now you're, we're sitting in, in the living room watching a YouTube video on how to build wealth. You're not getting um, in trouble. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that really helped me. And then, um, as, and then I just realized that like, I went to school, no one really, you know, it, it was like, scraping uh, forks on a chalkboard when I when I would go to school and people were like, oh, yeah, I got these new shoes or I got this new, you know, I'm going to eat here or whatever the case may be, like just spending money. And majority of them were just spending their parents money. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was like, all right, let me just, you know, create some. I initially started on YouTube, but that didn't work. And then I rotated over to TikTok because I knew that uh, my target audience was over there more. 
and then it quickly blew up just by basically just articulating some of the things that my parents, you know, told me and, and articulated them in, in, in that way. And it resonated with other people out there too. I'll tell you what, man, you definitely have the voice for radio and to be on yeah. social media, right? It's like, and you've made videos about this in the past about being able to speak with authority and confidence. And so how did you hone that skill of being able to speak with authority on all of these different topics? Yeah. So I think the voice component, obviously you're just born with, uh, my dad has really good voice and he's in he's in radio so he uh so i got that component from him but in terms of articulating things in certain ways or or, or being an authority i think really just comes back to you know being being an expert i got it from jordan belfort uh i was just watching a little clip from him and he's just like be an expert like if you're trying to sell something be an expert you don't want to come across and say like you're my first client or right. you know this is my first time talking about this um and I think that also comes from like a, a level of self-confidence too and self-trust. Like you need to be, you, you need to stick to your word. You need to do what uh, you're say, you, you say you're going to do and you need to, um, you know, master the things that you're giving advice about, you know, don't act like an expert if you're not an expert. I think that's the biggest thing too. And I did not as I was a 17 year old talking about personal finance. I want to be clear. Like I didn't come out and say like, I knew everything. All I said was instead of saying you need to do this, I would just say, I believe you need to do this. I believe you should be doing this. I believe you should learn this. I recommend doing this. This is what I'm doing. Right. Uh, I'm investing this way instead of like, you need to invest this way. Like I, I'm, I'm still not an expert in that field. Um, but with, in terms of something like social media, I mean, there's just so much undeniable proof that shows I am who I say I am. And it shows that I am an expert. You know, I've helped 200, over 200 people go full time. Not only have I built both of my accounts, but I've also helped thousands of other creators uh, that have just downloaded my digital downloads. And so um, from that sense, it's just, you know, speaking from authority from your from your past experiences. Um, and did you and ever think, deal with imposter syndrome at all? Oh, 100 percent. And I still yeah. do. Uh, but I think, again, just that undeniable proof really helps like. I got it from Alex Ramosi too. He's like, you know, screaming affirmations in the mirror won't won't build self-worth. Right. Having so much undeniable proof that shows you are who you say you are will, you know, and and I really that really resonated with me and that stuck with me. Um, but 100 percent, you know, I, I always get the thoughts of like, oh, people are not buying from me because I'm 19 or, uh, you know, people are not listening to me because I'm 19 or, you know, every limiting belief that, uh, that you could probably imagine I've, I've thought of, but, um, I've challenged it. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing too, is like so many people, pretty much everyone gets limiting beliefs, but they just accept it. They don't even tend to challenge them and they don't even think to, to see where it's coming from. Like chances are that's coming from something or someone else. Either it's the content you're consuming, the people you're around, the people you're talking to. Um, and that and that was also uh, mind blowing to me because I realized that like a, a huge portion of these limiting beliefs were coming from the same people or the same thing, the same platform, the same type of content. And then you just X that out and make a lifestyle change. Yeah, it's one of those things you end up consuming more than you're doing. And I think yeah. that really feeds that animal where you just start mm -hmm. to say, you know what, now I'm in comparison mode and right. all of this sucks. Everything that I'm doing is horrible. Every All of the comments are true that, you know, yeah. and they start picking on you and beating you up. And it's one of those things, whether you're 19 or you're 50 and you're trying to do this, you still run into imposter syndrome. It's something everybody goes through and you just have to learn to work your way through it and just recognize that when people say stuff, it's more on what's going on inside of them, right? Because yeah. they're afraid they're going to be found out, right? So it's, it's easier for me to pick on you than to look at myself and recognize that I'm not doing anything this person is doing, but mm -hmm. I certainly don't have a problem criticizing them for it, even yeah. though I'm not doing any of those things in my life. I think the other thing, too, is uh, when I get limiting beliefs or limiting thoughts, I embrace it. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing I'm growing. I'm doing something meaningful uh, because it, it's it's my brain. It's the defensive part of my brain saying, I don't know if we should do this. I don't know if we should keep going with this. And I think that's a good thing. I think when you embrace that and once you realize that when you have those limiting beliefs or when you have those limiting thoughts, you're doing something meaningful and you're doing something, uh, you know, that that. You, you, where where you can grow as a person too. Yeah, when those thoughts pop in, you're definitely heading in the right direction. There's no 100%. doubt about that. So who is, 
who's been some of your biggest influences in terms of personal development? Cause clearly you've done a lot of work. You've read a lot of books. Yeah. Um, what are, give me like three books that really resonate with you. Oh, books. I would probably say, uh, how to win friends and influence people is one of my favorite. Um, I just, you know, social it, from, from the whole social media and going viral, like really quickly and getting this huge fan base. So many, um, successful people reach out to me wanting to help or wanting to, you know, communicate or, or connect or whatever. And so that, that book really helped me, uh, nurture and gain relationships. And, and, uh, so that I highly recommend that book. Another book is think and go rich. Um, just a great book to un understand the, the, the mindset and the philosophies around successful people. And then I would say the last one is probably rich dad, poor dad. Um, <laughs> Just in so terms good. of personal finance, you know, like uh, I, I started reading that book once like 30 year olds, 40 year olds were like, I wish I would have learned this when I was 18. Yeah, I was 20. one of them. I came yeah. across that late in life and I was like, ah, oh, why, yeah. why didn't I have this? And so that and so that book really shifted my mindset from like time is money. Right. So yeah. I used to have an allowance as a kid and I would get like a hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars a month. But, you know, as I started getting becoming more financially literate, I was I was I shifted that mindset from getting a couple hundred dollars a month to taking away a couple hours of my parents time. And so I reversed that and said, you know what, I'm going to give them more more time by giving them more money instead of them giving me money. Um, and the same thing goes for like just spending money too. you know, every single time I spend fifteen dollars at Chipotle, that's fifteen dollars that could work for me. And bring me more back, uh, back more money and more time. So you know, it, assets versus liabilities. Like a lot of the mindset uh, mindset shifts happened when I read that book for sure. So then, going viral early on when you were starting your uh, social media with Coach Stone, was that yep. a good thing or a bad thing for you? I would say that account I, was a good thing. The other account I went viral for the wrong thing. Um, well, initially I went viral actually for. A, a, a thing that I wanted to go for, uh, go viral for. It was, it was just a simple videos. The, the hook was here's some simple shit. I believe every teenager needs to hear and do right now. That'll change your life. Trust me. It was like, number one, get off your ass, get off Netflix, blah, blah, blah. Number two, get up early. Number three, have some goals, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so that one went viral because it was very controversial. A lot of teenagers were like, bro, chill out, live life, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So that, but a, a, a vast majority of teenagers needed that. And they said, thank you. And so that video did really well, but I, I got so attached to the number to where I was just creating content that went viral. And so I went from creating content that I wanted to create and that I wanted to be known for to just content that went viral. And so I was like doing like top three podcasts that are funny or top three podcasts that will change your life. And then I realized that people were following me for those instead of the content that and the information and the value I was putting out instead of this random Joe Rogan podcast or whatever. And so, uh, I bit the bull, uh, I bit the bullet for a solid two, three months of not getting a video over like 5,000 views and just posting content that I wanted to post on that account, stone Fredrickson. Um, and then it started to ramp up again. But when I started coach stone, I learned that lesson the hard way. And I was just like, you know what, every video that I put out, I want to be known for. And if it, if it went viral, and, and the truth is, is like, you have to understand when a video goes viral, your audience is going to expect more of that type of content. And if you're not going to want to put out more of that type of content, there's going to come a point in time where you're going to stop creating because you just don't want to create it. And it's just going to become a chore um, instead of, you know, it being fun and enjoy enjoy it full. Uh, so, yeah, that so the coach stone, I, I, I went with a better like avenue of like saying TikTok is a once in a lifetime opportunity like you need to be creating and like inspiring people to create because it changed my life and I wanted to to get in front of people and, and it hopefully change their life or, or get them to start creating um and then started giving you know tips and and you know my experience and lessons and things like that which kind of nurtured that ecosystem and that that follower base to where I could build a, a business on the back end one of the biggest challenges especially on TikTok is you'll create a video, it'll go viral. Yeah. You'll create a very similar video, the very next video, and it'll get 2,000 views, 5,000 views. It might be a slow burn video where it takes yep. a month for it to get to 10,000. How do you deal with that in your head when that's happening? Yeah. Because it's really hard to gauge, well, what 
type of content should I be creating? Because if right. I did one thing and then I did it again, I repeated the process and it wasn't successful. Is it the content? Is it the subject? Cause it's very similar. So what's going wrong in that process there and how do we deal with that? Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of moving parts in a viral video. It's just like cooking a good meal, right? If you try to cook a good meal and replicate that, um, you might not be able to do it. Maybe you put in more salt or more pepper or, you know, didn't cook it long enough or didn't cook it at the right temperature or whatever the case may be. Right. And it's the same thing with a video is, um, so especially viral videos on TikTok, they could go viral for the stupidest things. And but one of the best ways to gauge why it went viral is by looking at the comments because the comments are direct reviews basically on why this video did well. Maybe it was because you spelled something wrong, you look a certain way, you sound a certain way, uh, or it's just great value. It's a great topic. The way you you spoke and articulated the value was great. Like that's where you can really pull all that information um, and then try to repeat that. The best way to kind of consistently go viral or consistently gain, you know. Um, that, that type of traction is to have a recurring piece of content that people that you want to be known for, but also that people can gain value from and, and want to continuously come back to your account for. Um, and so if that video that you went viral for was a recurring piece of content that can, you know, give the viewers kind of an idea that you consistently put this type of content out and they can, you know, expect more of it if they were to follow you or watch it. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's just, I would really, try to look at that video objectively. And if you can't even just ask people around you, like, Hey, like, can you watch this video? And I, that, that's what I do. And I even just evaluate how they react. Are they keeping their eyes on the video? Do they veer off? When did they veer off? Why did they veer off? Um, all these, all these factors are important. And, you know, you, you, you just learn along the way. It's not like one video that goes viral gives you all the information and all the, the, the tools to just continue to replicate that. Um, you, you, there's, there's little takeaways here and there with each viral video or even a video that gets over 10,000 views or 50,000 views. Um, you, you get a gist of why the video does well and why people are gravitating towards it. And that's what I would encourage you to, to focus on is the, is the people, you know, we, we, we talk, a lot of people talk about the algorithm, but in reality, the algorithm is just the audience because the algorithm caters to the audience because the algorithm wants to feed the audience content that they enjoy. Um, and this goes for every platform, uh, but especially TikTok, because TikTok is an interest based algorithm, meaning it will read uh, the interests of the viewer and try to match content that is similar to those interests, because TikTok's main goal is to keep people on the platform. And that's how they do it. Um, and that's why it's so addicting, because it, the, 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 the For You page uh, it shows you content that you just love continuously. Well, you get those comments all this all the time. Well, this for you page really said for you today. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's, it's, and, and, and this goes down to like marketing too. It's like marketing as a whole is just knowing people, knowing how people behave, how they interact, how they communicate, what they like, what they don't like. I mean, from billboards, benches, buses to social media, it's all just knowing people. And so when you study people, when you study the audience, what information, what value they are in need of and, and how you can provide it in a way for them to want to consume it, that's that's the best piece of information you can have as a creator. Uh, so that way you can really replicate that. And, and you get that from posting and from going live and from going to where that audience already is. And, and, and maybe other creators that are already creating content, looking at their comment sections. Oh, this video did well because this audience is liking the way they articulated it or the way they formatted it or whatever the case may be. I will say there are creators where you're like, why is every video going viral? Yeah. Like, yeah, doesn't make sense because you're in the same space and you're creating the same content and you look at it and it's like, well, there's a ton of more value here. They're kind of yep. they're, they're really not giving the full expression of what they should be for what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, it's more viral than the, the other video that has all this value in it. So yeah, it's interesting. It's a level of authenticity, too. Right. Like the smartest people aren't going to be the most successful on social media. If that were the case, I would be at the bottom of the barrel, uh, you know, cause I'm, yeah. you know, 19. Like if you take the best digital marketer in the world, uh, they're probably a lot smarter than me, but like, it's all comes down to, uh, compassion, like being like wanting to help people and, uh, without any expectation of getting anything in return, but also authenticity to provide that in your authentic way. And authenticity just comes down to self-awareness and transparency. Your ability to understand you, yourself, how you articulate things, how you talk, and then being able to be transparent with that. 
Um, and that's how I think I'm, I'm, I'm so good at like being authentic is I know that I'm straightforward. I'm straight to the point. I have a deep voice. I can gain people's attention if I hit them like emotionally with the first hook. Um, other, other times, like I interviewed Tim Chiziano on my podcast. He, he's a, he's a vlogger, uh, on TikTok that just vlogs his day in the lives, uh, in, in New York. And I'd really noticed when I posted those podcast clips that he is way better doing voiceovers than talking heads. And he does talking heads every now and then, but there's a reason why his, his vlogs continuously do well is because that's his strength. He's playing into his strengths of, right. of having a great voice, uh, but hiding his weaknesses of not being good on camera and being kind of, you know, uh, it, it's just, the facial expressions are very dull. Um, sure. And so that's, it's just, and you see it with every other creator too. Uh, people that have accents, people that have, uh, maybe disabilities or, you know, like I, I went to VidCon last year and there was triplets, you know, that, so like it, you play into your strengths and you, and, and you play into, um, yeah, like how you can provide the, whatever value you're providing in a, in a, in the best way authentically. In 2023, what does it look like for how many times we should be posting when, how many times we should be going live during the week? Yeah. Do, the, do these things still matter? Yeah. I mean, so, okay. So let's start with posting, posting, is I'm going to go for the beginner, the person that has never made a video before. You should be posting three times a day, okay? And the reason for that is because, you know, you may think, oh, well, what if I just post one video a day and make it good, great quality? Well, you have no great quality because you don't, you haven't built the skill set of creating content. So, and, and I tell this to my clients all the time, there is no quality without quantity. And this goes with everything, working out, you know, cooking, swimming, how do you expect to, you know, compete against Michael Phelps if you've never swam before? And, and I'll you know, tell you what, TikTok will remind you because it does that uh, one year ago today thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your, your old video will pop up and you're like, oh god, yeah, that was yeah, awful. exactly, exactly. So <laughs> and at the you know, time you're like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So content creation is a skill. It's just like yeah. everything, you know. Uh, so if you're in the beginning, like I'm a firm believer in posting at least three times a day for at least six months. That's what I did with my first account. I said, you know what? Cause I was in high school and, and I was, you know, I was fearful and insecure of what my friends and family would think of me. Uh, but I realized that the impact that I wanted to make was more important than my fears and insecurities. And I just, I just wanted to see if it, this thing could work. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to post three times a day for six months straight. I don't care what my friends think. I don't care how many followers I get, how many views I get, how much money I make. I'm just doing this three times a day for six months straight. Um, and you know, you, you, you end up posting a lot of videos and you end up at least getting a couple videos out there and you learn a lot. Um, now if you've already posted like 500 videos, you know, 300 videos and you know, none of them have really done it well, then I would, you know, start to, to maybe bring that quantity down and focus more on the quality aspect and what makes a good video for your particular niche and, and impact that you want to make. So then at that point, do you start a new TikTok or do you private those videos? No, I would just, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't private any videos. I wouldn't delete any videos. Um, keep those, keep those there and uh, just continue to post on, on your account because TikTok is continuously collecting data. And this is why I don't understand when social media coaches are like, start a new account. And I had one person uh, kind of debate me on like, they should, you know, people should post five times a day for like three weeks. And if one video doesn't go viral, they should start a new account and continue to replicate that process until it works. And it's just like, that's pointless because yeah. you're, yeah, you might be starting out new and that might sound good in theory, but it's shit for TikTok because TikTok's saying we have a blank canvas and we don't know what you're creating, who you're creating content for. We don't know any of this. And when you, when you posted 500 videos, they have a good gist of what you're putting out if you're, you know, keeping it somewhat consistent in the, the messaging and the style, and they have a good gist of who likes your videos and who doesn't, because it's, it's continuously grabbing your content, putting it in front of people and, and testing and seeing if that was the right move. And if those people like the video, and if they do based on certain metrics, it's going to push it out to more people and more, more for you pages. And so how important is style? Because yeah. like, like for me, I do a couple different things and I can tell you a couple months ago, I privated a bunch of videos because I was all over the place in the beginning. You're trying to feel things right. out, figure out where you're going. Yeah. Well, now you've got six to nine months of stuff that didn't really work, right? Two, yeah. 3000 views. 
So private all of that, hone in, niche down, start focusing on one particular topic. That's because I started to become known for that topic. So I'm like, all right, right. we're going to roll with it. I enjoy it. So we can continue talking about it. Yeah. Start, started doing more talking head videos, but then I also do a lot of memes. So I'll use the cap cut editor. Yeah, yeah. And do, you know, all the stuff from the office and stuff like that, but yeah. I keep it related to my niche. Good. And so the talking, talking heads will do really well. And then the ones that are the cap cut videos, it's a slow burn over a long right. period of time. So I don't know if that helps me or hurts me in the algorithm, but yeah. I can tell you, I went when I, from privating those videos, I went from 62,000 to 160,000 in two wow. and a half, two and a half months. Wow. Um, so that was a massive difference. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I wasn't doing the wrong thing necessarily, but yeah. it, it just took a while to get back into the algorithm and get things moving again. Yeah. Here's one thing I will say with that, that last take that you had, like, you know, you jumped and you, you, you privated a lot of those videos. I would argue that the reason why you jumped was probably because of the, the reps you put in and how you've honed in on the messaging and, and, and the content and the content starting to perform well because of just those reps and that in, intangible information that you now have of, of what content does well and what doesn't and how to create that, uh, that value. Um, not necessarily why you privated the videos. So that's another reason why of like challenging your beliefs is so huge in the social media realm because, yeah. you know, I thought my videos were doing well because I was posting at a certain time or I was just talking about it. We make topic. so many inferences yeah. that are wrong half of the time. It's right. like, and in reality, it's just, maybe it's just a good video, right. you know? And so uh, I think people don't give themselves enough credit and they want to like, you know, tie it to a certain hashtag that they used or, you know, the hook or whatever, you know, there's a lot of moving parts in a, in a great video. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think it's just so important again to just get those reps in and then over time you can start to really understand, Oh, in, in terms of style. So in the beginning, like try as many different styles as you can. Um, and when people come to me and they're like stone, I've made 300 videos. I've tried everything. I don't know what else to do. I'm like, you're totally wrong. I've made 1500 videos and I probably haven't even scratched the surface of what I've tried. Right. But what I mean by like, try every style, I mean like walk around your neighborhood and create videos like that. Do a green screen, do duets, stitches, um, you know, maybe create a video on your couch, on your, in, in your office chair, maybe put it on a tripod and speak that way and kind of use some hand signals. Maybe, um, maybe even create videos in your bed. Like I've had, I've, I've created some videos in my bed of like it's me, so like strange. being tired, yeah. being tired and, and, and just not wanting to work. And that relatability really resonates with people. Um, so, you know, it, and, and create us and, and develop a style that falls in line with how you're providing value. Right. So if you're providing this like very energetic, like type of content, maybe don't do it in the bed, maybe do it like, you know, standing up, uh, or, or sitting in a chair and like being really active, uh, or while doing, while you're playing a sport that you're talking about, like there's so you can get really creative with it. Um, don't, don't say like, I would really be in the mindset of like, yes, or I'll try that. Or maybe instead of like, no, uh, because people, they, they tie themselves to a particular creator and only think they can do that style only think that they, they, they can do the, the podcast mic style. And a lot of these, you know, styles are, are getting, you know, redundant. And so the ones that are really getting, becoming successful and blowing up are the ones that are going against the grain and trying something completely out of left box. Well, and that's the whole thing. I stopped doing all these different hooks. Here's three tips for this and three, yeah. two things for that. And I start, I just moved into, I'm outdoors all the time. You know, I've got my sunglasses, my hat on and a weighted yeah. vest and I'm like, take a walk with me. And that Love take it. a, take a walk with me just sucks them right in. People are like, I really felt like I was on a walk with you <laughs> yeah. and it was so relaxing and it felt so good. So now you've evoked an emotion and, and they're fully invested in whatever it is that you're saying in that moment. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, and if you're going to like, the other thing too, is if you're going to like, you know, talk about a particular news event or something that's, you know, trending instead of just doing a talking head with a traditional background, maybe get a green screen article, like green screen and article headline of, you know, that event and, and say, you know, uh, uh, an engaging hook and, and point to the headline of the, 
the event, you know, or if you're talking about a particular celebrity, green screen a picture of that celebrity. So people already know that you're talking about that celebrity in some way, shape or form instead of, you know, relying on them getting to when you even say their name. Right. So uh, at the end of the day, it's a video. People are watching it and the visual component plays a huge role in the video. I will say, I don't know the guy's username, but he's also bald and bearded and he does all the news stuff. The news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's got his voice is what carries all of that. Right. Cause it's like kind of monotone in the way that he speaks and he's just putting yeah. it out there. He's like, there's no outside influences. I'm just giving you what yeah. actually happened. And I looked at it and now here you go, here it is. And it's just exactly. like pulls you in every single time. And it's just yeah. talk, talking head and he and uses, standing there. He uses images above yep. him too. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like little things. Like mm -hmm. again, if it's about you know the submarine, it's just a picture of the submarine. Like yeah. you know, little things that, that really tie the viewer in. But everything he does is so well thought out, and oh yeah, you know, he even showed the other day like how much research goes into what yeah. he's actually providing to people, and it's just awesome. So, yeah. um, and he was even asking the question, "Hey, do you want to know my setup? Do you want me to dive into some of this other stuff?" And it's like, "Well, yeah, I I'm invested now. Yeah. So, regardless of whether I care about your setup or not, sure, I want to see your right. setup. Show me." Yeah. So shadow banning and the algorithm uh, is shadow banning real. Do we need to worry about that? Yeah. Shadow banning, I think, is is a, is a uh, very popular excuse or, or label that people kind of go to when their videos aren't doing well. And the bottom line is TikTok wants to help you and they want you to help them. They want you to put out valuable content that's going to keep people on the platform out and they want to match it with an audience to do best with to keep people on the platform, but more importantly, to incentivize you to keep creating content because it's just doing well. And so, you know, it, the idea that there's someone at TikTok just, you know, dimming your content uh, is, is pretty ridiculous. Now, with some other platforms, it's a thing. It's already come out to be a thing, right. um, and, you know, and, and you can't really control that. Um, and the other thing too is like if you go against community guidelines, yeah, you're gonna get dimmed. You're gonna you're gonna get uh, reduced in terms of engagement, and that makes sense. You're going against the rules. Um, and so, is shadow banning a thing? I wouldn't tell yourself that you're shadow banned. I, I'm a firm believer in taking like full accountability, full control of what's happening in my life and and the results that are that are happening around me. And chances are, your content's just shit. Right. No one's not, you know, the content's not resonating. The ideas are very specific. The ideas are not appealing to people. Uh, the style might be redundant or old or boring, you know, and this is why I always tell people like macro of all of this growing on social media, being successful on TikTok, all of this, like I've dumbed down to three things. And that is number one, the value you are providing your audience. Okay. Inspiration, education, motivation, and exactly what value that is. Number two, how you are providing that value. Are you doing it in this long, dreadful, boring way with no text, with no captions, with no uh, images or videos? Or are you doing it in this simple, effective you know, way with images, with audio, with sound effects, or whatever or what, whatever you really need to, to provide that value in the best way? And then lastly, the third point is how consistently you're providing that value. Are you posting once a week? Or are you posting three times a day? Um, and the one that's, you know, posting more is just going to get more at bats and, and get more chances. Those are the three, the, you know, obviously there's very little micro details in sure. all three of those, but like, that's what you should be focusing on. Not the algorithm, not a hashtag strategy, not an SEO tip, literally just the viewer and providing them with what they want in they in a way that they want it. Yeah. Just don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to selling, what are some best practices there? Because we all have a link in bio and we want to yeah. send, we want to use the call to action and send people there. Yeah. But you know, that, that on TikTok especially has been a struggle over time because it's like, go over here, press right. the plus button, right? And yeah. we, you just can't say the words, unfortunately. So um, what is the best way to handle that in your video content? So back to when you were asking like how many times you should go live, you should be going live at least three to five times a week. Uh, live is where you're probably going to convert the most just because people that's where people can really communicate with you and connect with you at a like like live you know it's it's basically like you know 
like if you if you were just creating videos, it's just like you texting and trying to build a relationship instead of FaceTiming and calling, which would be the live component. And, you know, selling anything, uh, you need to have some sort of trust and you need to build some sort of relationship with the, with the, the viewer or with the person. And so you build that relationship by continuously uh, showing up every single day, multiple times a day in the right way. Um, so that's the other component of it is like continuously showing up, going live. Um, and then in terms of like micro details of like what to say, how to convert, you should have a call to action in your bio, like book a one-on-one call with me and put the arrows down. Um, something like that, whatever the, the product is, uh, you should be posting Instagram and TikTok stories, like about your offers, about your day, about, maybe student wins or client wins or testimonials. Um, and then about 25% of your posts should be what I like to call promotional posts, meaning not, not, not ads, not saying, Hey, I just came out with a new product. This is going to be great. It's this, that, this, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Making valuable content and positioning your offer as additional value. So to give you an example, I had a, I had a hook template sheet that I offered uh, a little while ago. And I would, I would create a video saying 98% of your video performance is based on the hook. The hook is the first one to three seconds of your video. Here are five hook templates that you can use for your next video. If you enjoy these five hook templates, you can get my 50 hook template sheet in, in my bio, right? So they like if they like the five hook templates, they can go ahead and get it, right? Like uh, if you're looking for a simple workout plan every single week, here's one that I give to my clients. But if you want more one that's a little bit more personal to your needs and wants, then schedule a one-on-one call with me or whatever the case may be, right? You're still providing value um, and you're, you're just positioning your offer as either additional value or different way of getting that same type of value in a better way. Uh, and so that's kind of how you go about it. Now, a lot of people say like, you can't say link in bio, you can't say some of these words. I'm, again, I'm a firm believer that you can. I've had videos go viral where I'm saying Lincoln bio. I've had clients go viral when they say Lincoln bio. It just okay. comes down to the video. Like if the video is good, TikTok doesn't really care what words you say or what words you put off the screen. They're going to want to push I, it I can tell you, people. we live in fear of that. Like if I say yeah. Lincoln bio, man, I'm going to get trashed in the algorithm. And it's like, we've been conditioned for it now yeah. to, to yeah. believe that that's the case. The other thing I would say too, is like people aren't dumb. You know, if they want additional value, if they want to meet with you, if they want to, you know, talk with you, or if they want to find something more about you, they know where to go. They know, they know that there, there's a link in your bio. Uh, they know but that do they, can they? The... cause they still ask the question. <laughs> well, how, how can I so, get in contact yeah. with you? Well, so, I mean, some obviously aren't really aware there's, you're going to have that, that, that portion of your audience that really aren't that tech savvy or are new to this. And so it's good to continuously, you know, remind them right with those yeah. 25% promotional posts, you're going live multiple times a week. You're posting Instagram and TikTok stories. So that's what I mean by like people aren't dumb if they are watching those videos, you know, and and um, I think it's just so important to just continuously show up. And you don't know that someone might be like they're back against the wall with one more post, one more live, one more story. So if you haven't gotten a sale yet, don't just throw this out of the water and say that, that hasn't worked. You could just be one post away. Right. You know, or, you know, like uh, I have a relationship client and a relationship coach client. And I was telling him, I'm like, look, your 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 viewers could be one fight away from being like, you know what? We need to get on a call with him and and sort this out, it, you know, so that's just the reality of it. And you need to you need to just continuously show up, build trust with the audience. And you do that by providing value and them getting results from your content, um, you know just someone like you, you know, you, you, we already have a relationship due to the, the, the results you've already gained from my content. Right. right? And if I'm following a, a health and fitness trainer and they help me, you know, gain muscle and lose fat, like I'm probably going to go with them rather than the guy that's speaking on stage that I can't relate with. And that's the unique component that you can have on the platform like TikTok is the relatability. Uh, because, you know, with some of these big stars and, big personal brands and big, you know, entrepreneurs that are speaking on stage, oftentimes people can put them on a pedestal and and not be as relatable, you know, and that's why they go with someone like, you know, you that might have 10,000 followers or 20,000 followers. Right.
And a big part of it is just making sure that you're posting so consistently that you're constantly being pushed in front of people. Because 100%. Every single freaking video is an opportunity. And I had that serendipitous moment where it was I privated a bunch of stuff that wasn't working. I joined the creativity uh, program beta. And then the next video I made went uh, 2.2 million views, you know, uh-huh. and yeah. from from there started more coaching clients i've got a 21 day self-love challenge people have been buying the heck out of that that starts on july 9th of course i'm gonna plug that um but it's just really cool to see the progression of this because right when you're about to give up right where you're at the you know you're in that last moment of you know what fine i'll join the creativity beta program i don't know if it's good for me i don't know anything about it but I'll give it a shot because it's really the last dish effort yeah. be- before I'm going to decide to go do something else. And then that that was that shift that needed to happen. And right. you know, now things keep progressing. And Instagram is the same thing. It just keeps growing. And it's like, yeah, it's an awesome feeling when you finally gain just a little bit of momentum. Yeah. And the other compo- component of selling is like making sure whatever you're offering is directly congruent with like what you provide and like the, the, the problems that you're solving. And so that's why with the last step of my program is the earn stage, because you, you want to build some sort of audience or community that knows, likes to trust you. Uh, that way you can gain some sort of data and, and information on what problems they're dealing with, you know, and, and, and how you can create a, an offer as a solution to those problems. So that way it's, it's already built in line. Um, a lot of people just like, you know, think of making merch because they see Mr. Beast build merch or this other creator build merch. And so, you know, they decide to do that instead of coaching or decide, or instead of, you know, providing one-on-one coaching or, you know, a a digital download, like a course or an ebook. Um, So it's important to build that audience, evaluate that audience and provide them with what they are in need of in the way that they want it to encourage conversions and sales. And the way that I've found that to be the best is through a platform called Stan instead of like Linktree or Beacons, uh, because Stan is is contextually fit for social media and content creators. Uh, it's basically like your all-in-one creator store builder. So you can offer coaching, digital downloads, you can do email uh, sequences, you can do email newsletters, you can do video response, you can do courses, you can offer anything on there. I do um, wish they had a direct uh, integration with Kajabi, though. I put in for yeah, that. That would be yeah, helpful. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously maybe a couple a uh, couple things that they can definitely improve on. But overall, I think it's just like a simple platform that pretty much any creator can hop on and start offering things to their audience within 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. yeah. It's so user friendly. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you can use a platform like that and and start, you know, making some money from from your audience. And you know, back to my story and, and me doing, you know, one-on-one calls for, for $20 for 30 minutes. I did like 300 of those before I started charging a thousand dollars an hour. And the reason is because I needed that information. I needed those reps, you know, because I, I haven't done that before. Right. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't making a killing in the beginning, but I gained the intangible information that I needed in order to make a killing six months, a year, two years after. And the other component to this is back to when you were saying like, you just need one more video. That's especially true because I sign clients all the time that are like, I was following you when you had 5,000 followers. I was following you two years ago and now I'm starting to buy. So again, just because you're three months, six months, nine months into it and no one has bought yet, maybe you just need one more month. Maybe Maybe the person just needs one more month of your content to get them to understand that like you're consistently showing up, you're about this and they should go with you. Yeah. I mean, you're growing and developing into the person that you need to be, get the clients to push the business forward. And so you talked about your 80 year old self. Um, Mm -hmm. Explain to people what that is in in terms of looking back on your life. So I, every now and then I talk to, I literally will sit down uh, and talk to my 80 year old self. Um, or I'll be in a, a, an experience or in a situation um, that maybe I'm not as grateful for and talk to my 80-year-old self. And usually my 80-year-old self uh, you know, puts, puts the here and now, like the present in perspective of like, you know, this, this too shall pass if you're going through a struggle, like you'll be all right. You know, um, if you're in a, in a, you know, 
place where you've always been before. Maybe it's just talking to your parents and you're just sitting there not as grateful. Your 80 year old self is probably like, you are not going to spend too much time with them. You know, let's enjoy this, you know? Um, so, and, and then even times, sometimes I'll be my 80 year old self in my current body. So I'll be 80 years old and I'll be like, wow, I'm on a podcast with Jason. Jason looks so young, you know, cause <laughs> right. And <laughs> right. like, this is amazing. And, you know, it puts it in perspective of like, you know what, this might be the last time that I do a podcast, or this might be the last time I interact with Jason, or, you know, uh, this might be the last time I hang out with a friend. And when you, when you put it in that way, I think at, at least for me, it, it, it helps with being more grateful and appreciating the right. present moment. Um, but also not putting too much stress or pressure or, uh, judgment on myself when, you know, I'm, I'm, I screw up or make a mistake or I'm in a bad situation. And it's looking back and just, you know, from your 80 year old self, looking back on this moment, you can sit back and say, you know what? I am proud of who I was in that moment. I may not have been proud of other moments in my life, but I can look back on this particular moment from that age and say, you know what? I've done everything that I know how to do and I'm willing to get the information to help move myself forward and create the life that I really want to have that the 80 year old version of me is going to be absolutely proud of and thankful for and have that same level of gratitude that you're displaying now. And I think that's awesome. 100%. I think the other thing too, is like for, for people that are younger, it's a matter of like taking risks. I'm, I'm a firm believer in taking risks because you don't really have that many, that, that much luggage or that, that many responsibilities yet when you're young. Um, and so if you're scared of taking a risk, if you're scared of, uh, you know, traveling somewhere, whatever the case may be, Talk to that 80 year old self because chances are that 80 year old self would probably tell you to do it. Um, and in most cases, the the things that we fear the most are oftentimes the the things we must do. So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, like it's it's really served me. And uh, I sincerely recommend sitting down and having a conversation with your 80 year old self. Stone. This has been amazing. I, I can't thank you enough for sharing your knowledge and expertise with the Blueprint audience. How can everyone stay connected with you and what services do you currently provide? Yeah, so uh, I have, uh, you can you can follow me on Instagram, Stone Fredrickson on Instagram. You can also follow me on TikTok, Coach Stone and Stone Fredrickson. I have two accounts over there and Stone Fredrickson on pretty much every other social media uh, platform. The services I provide uh, I have a couple different, you know, things that I provide, obviously a ton of free value within my content. Um, you know, I have a free, free training in my stand store, which is in my link in my bio. Um, I have like a TikTok 101 basics bootcamp. And then I have my main uh, coaching program called the core program and core is just the acronym that stands for the four step process we run through. So C stands for clarity. O stands for optimize. R stands for refine. And then E stands for earn. It's a three month coaching program designed to help uh, industry experts that know something, build an audience that knows, likes, and trusts them, but also make money from that audience. So if that's you, if you're interested in doing that, or if you're looking for maybe a different eye or uh, need some help with that or getting to the next level, uh, I truly believe I'm your guy. I think you are too. Stone, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Thank you.